All right. Uh, if you guys will stand with me. Um, do we have the Lord's Prayer up there, the whole thing? Okay. What we're going to do this morning as we uh, open up the Word together, this is in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verses 9 through 13. We're going um, to do the Lord's Prayer, and I would love for us all just to read this together. You, you know, I know you have it in your mind probably that you've learned this. So. Um, but let's just say the Lord's Prayer together this morning. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is the word of the Lord. All right, you guys have a seat. I know many of you, as you're reading that, you're thinking you're going to end it with, uh, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, <laughs> um, which is great. We can, we can always end it that way. Um, that's not actually in uh, the scripture, but um, we, we usually end it that way. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. So let me pray for us, God. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever, God, because you are God. You have taught us how to pray, and you lead us every day by your Spirit into prayer. And so, God, I pray right now that you would help us and teach us to pray more, to be a church that prays, that loves prayer, that loves you. And so we want to seek you in prayer, God. I pray that over this next uh, just few minutes this morning as we're here together, um, that you would just solidify in our hearts a desire, a passion to seek you in prayer, to ask, to seek, to knock. And to believe your promises that to those who ask, they will receive. To those who seek, they will find. To those who knock, that the door will be open to them. Because you desire to give good gifts to your children. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we're in this uh, series called Knowing God, we started this a couple of weeks ago, and um, the, the whole premise, again, of this series is that as Christian people saved by the grace of Jesus, that when we are saved and called into this life, we're not called into a life of um, just sedentary laziness or head knowledge about who God is or sitting back and watching life go by as we just, you know, bask in our salvation. We're called into a life of actively following and pursuing and walking with a God that we truly know that we have a relationship with him, that we love him and desire to know him better all the time. The reality is when you and I were saved, when you and I first came to faith in Jesus Christ, we probably didn't know a whole lot about him other than, man, we knew that he had sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and to rise again from the dead. Some people maybe knew more than that, but a lot of us, maybe you came to faith when you were a child and you knew that. You believed that centerpiece of the gospel, but outside of that, you were still trying to learn and still trying to grow, and most of us are kind of in that boat. And so the reality is our Christian life is always a, a, a continual path of growth, and it doesn't always look this way, right? It usually looks a lot more like this, doesn't it? And just, just ups and downs, and it can be a roller coaster. We know that. Life is difficult, but our God lives in us by His Spirit and is leading us forward every day to know Him better and to walk in Him trust in him. As we read a couple of weeks ago from John 15, that Jesus says, abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Abide in me and I abide in you, right? Um, he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And he's just speaking of this relationship that he's calling us into. And so last week we talked about just being in the word of God 
as a, as a spiritual discipline that's going to help us to grow in God. We must learn to open up his word daily and be in it. Man, I was so encouraged. There was 30 plus people who um, wrote on their card last week, I just want to be in the book of James this week. And they were kind of taking that step of, I want to start reading my Bible. So uh, we emailed this week and just talked about James and just digging into that. You guys are probably in all sorts of different Bible studies and reading plans or reading through the Bible in a year or whatever. I know it's January still, so you're, you're at least still going. But when you get to Leviticus, you might stop. So don't stop. Just keep going. Um, keep trying. Keep working at it. But the point is, and we want to know God, right? Not just know his word. We want to know him. And a great way to get to know him, the best way to get to know him, is to see what he said to us and how he's teaching us who he is. And then today, man, we just really want to dig into prayer today. Um, I believe this, that uh, scripture and prayer, they're brother and sister, right? And they work together, they live together in us, for us as Christians. These are gifts that God has given to us. All these spiritual disciplines that we're talking about, they're gifts that God has given to us. Not for Christian homework, but like we talked about last week, because it's food to our souls, it's nourishment to us. It's good for us to grow in the Lord and to know the Lord better. Here, here's a couple of verses on prayer just to kind of um, get, our, get our minds on this this morning. Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Um, we, we went through Colossians last year as a church. Um, that was the first uh, series I got to preach here as the, as the lead pastor. And um, I just remember getting to that verse, Colossians 4.2, that one that one wrecked me. I don't know if y'all remember that message last year. I was just like wrecked by that verse, Colossians 4, 2. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That's who the church is. The church is a, a, a body of Christians devoted to Jesus, of course, and devoted to one another, but devoted to prayer, watchful and thankful. Just that watchfulness is just we have our minds set on the things of God. We're ready we're available to him. We're intentional with our lives and with our prayers. And we're thankful, always. Thankfulness. Thankfulness is a key theme all throughout Scripture. The Apostle Paul writes a lot about thankfulness all over the place. Most of the time when he's talking about prayer, like there in Colossians, like Philippians chapter 4, that we present our request to God, but he says do it with what? Thanksgiving. And we're always thankful, even when we're struggling, even when we're going through trials and difficulties in our lives, oh man, just being watchful and thankful. That's a great memory verse. Here's, a, here's another memory verse, maybe a little bit simpler for anybody like me in the room. Pray continually. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. You want a memory verse for the beginning of the year? There you go. You got one. All right. Can everybody stick that in your mind? Go ahead and do that. Say it with me. Pray continually. Yes. Very good. You got a memory verse down. You said you couldn't memorize scripture last week. Y'all did it. Um, it's there, right? So, man, we are just encouraged all the time in the scriptures to pray, to be people of prayer. And we know the Lord's Prayer, and we just said the Lord's Prayer together. Um, what I want to do just for a few minutes here is kind of break this down for us just to see the invitation that God is giving us in prayer. Because prayer is, I want you to hear this this morning, prayer is an invitation it's an invitation by God to us. And the first thing it's an invitation to is this. Prayer is an invitation to the will of God. It is an invite by God to you into his will. He said right there at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, this is Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. Verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That God is inviting us in to the will of God. Y'all know in Luke 22, when Jesus is in the garden and he's praying right before he goes to be arrested and he goes to the cross, 
Y'all know this scripture, and he's, he's on his knees, and he's sweating drops of blood, just full of anxiousness and fear and his humanity about what he's about to go and endure. And he's, he's scared of the cross in his flesh, but yet he prays what? He says, not my will, but yours be done. That's prayer. And that's the invitation of God, that when we pray, God is inviting us to come and to lay down our will in preference of his will. Henry Blackaby, who wrote uh, Experiencing God, he says it this way. He says that our prayer life should be such that we pray until we don't have a will of our own. That's the goal of prayer. You pray. If you're thinking about something in your life right now that you're praying about, and you don't know if you've prayed enough about it, if you thought enough about it, if you've really surrendered it to the Lord, you pray about that thing. You pray about that issue. You pray about that person. You pray about the thing going on in your life or their life or whatever's happening. You pray about it until your will dissipates and God's will is the desire of your soul. That's the goal of prayer always that we get to that place of just surrender to his will. The second thing that it's an invitation into is this. It's an invitation into the wisdom of God. Not just the will of God, but the wisdom of God. Look, when Jesus is saying, uh, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. All these requests, of course, like, man, we're asking for God's provision. We're asking to see God's power in our lives. We're asking God to show up and do the things that we can't do on our own. These are all prayers for things that we need. But really, it's a prayer. Is it not a prayer for Man, God, I want to see the way that you see these situations, that we don't always see our daily bread, right? We don't always think that God's really providing something. You ever been in a situation where you're just asking God, God, I don't see your provision right now. I need it. Like I'm going through something, I'm struggling through this situation, and I need your provision. I need that daily bread. Man, as we're praying for the daily bread, we're also praying for that, that previous prayer, that his will would be done. And we know that whatever that daily bread looks like for us, whatever provision God's giving me today, it's his will to do it according to his will and according to his purposes. And so God, we're just asking God, God, I want to see that the way you see it. That's wisdom. We're asking for the Lord's wisdom and, and the forgiveness of sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us and leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. All of that, when, when, I, when I read that, Jesus just teaching us to pray. He's teaching us to, man, God, let's ask God that we would see what he's doing in our lives, the way that he's doing it, and be able to surrender again, surrender our will to the way that he's at work in our lives. James 1.5 says that we are uh, to ask for wisdom. He says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, and God gives generously. God gives wisdom generously to all without finding fault. It will be given to him. Do you know that God loves to give wisdom? He loves to give wisdom to his children. Do you think God would hold back wisdom from you if you would ask for it? The wisdom to understand. Not that we're always going to understand everything, by the way. It's not the point. It's not the point to say God wants to tell you all the answers before they ever come. God doesn't want you to see 100 miles down the road, but he might just allow us to see what's right in front of us, that daily bread, the forgiveness that we're seeking in ourselves or for other people, the provision that we need every single day. The, the temptations that we're going through, that God would give us wisdom as we walk through those things to live according to his will. The third thing that prayer is an invitation into is the work of God. It's an invitation into the will of God. It's an invitation into the wisdom of God. It's an invitation into the work of God. He, he begins that prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. 
What, what is your kingdom come? Your kingdom come is, an, is a request for God's work to be done in your life, around your life, on this earth as it is in heaven. Right? That we're asking God, build your kingdom, do your work, make disciples, spread the gospel, lift up the glory of Jesus in my life, through my life, around my life, in my family's life, in my neighbor's life, in my school's life, in my job's life, like everybody I know and everywhere that I go. God, I want your kingdom to come. It is an invitation as we're praying this. God's inviting us in. Do you see that? It's an invitation into what he's doing in this world. God is doing things always. God's always at work. God's active. God doesn't sleep. God didn't take a day off, and he's asking us, God, would you ask me? God's asking us to ask him that his kingdom would come and that we would get to join him in what he is doing in this world. That is grace, y'all. That is the grace of God, that he allows us to be part of his work. Like, God's a delegator. Isn't that kind of crazy? God, God, God does not, not that God's not the one who's ultimately in charge, not the one that is ultimately sovereign. Of course he is. Of course he's doing all the work. Of course he's bearing the fruit, but he loves to delegate out to his people to allow us to be part of it, that we get to use our hands and our feet and our, our mouths and our eyes and our ears and our strength and our mind for his kingdom's sake. And you know, you know this as well as I do, man, it's good to be, to, to have purpose, is it not? It's good to have purpose. Y'all remember 2020? And you were sitting around and you didn't know what to do? Was that fun for anybody? Like you just love sitting around having nothing to do? You just love feeling useless? You love not knowing where to go? Like it's, it's miserable when we feel like, wait, I don't have purpose right now. I don't know where I'm going. I don't want to do. But God's just going, man, I'm inviting you in. There's always purpose in the kingdom of God. It is an invitation as we pray, God, I, I just want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. I want to be in the work that you're doing. I'm going to be right in the center of that. Number four, prayer is an invitation into the presence of God. Prayer is an invitation into the presence of God. How does Jesus begin this prayer? Our Father. Our Father in heaven. Yeah, he's in heaven. He's high and exalted and lifted up and sovereign and holy and all those things. He is God Almighty, and he's our Father. It's an invitation into his presence. Ephesians 2.18, the Apostle Paul writes this about praying. I love this verse because this is such a, a Trinitarian verse. This helps us see the Trinitarian nature of prayer right here. For through him, he's talking about Jesus, We both, and he's talking about Jews and Gentiles, everybody. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. You hear the Trinity in there? Jesus. How how do we pray? Like, what's going on when we pray? We're praying in the name of Jesus. We end our prayers like that all the time. In Jesus' name. Why do we end our prayers with that? Because Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 13, that if you would pray in his name, Right? You pray in my name and I will answer your prayers. That we always pray in the name of Jesus. He is sort of the, the seal on our prayers that we approach the Father in the name of Christ because of the blood-bought gift that he has given us of salvation and redemption and paving the way for us to be in his presence. We have in the name of Jesus free access to the Father. And then it's the Holy Spirit in us. Right? It's the Holy Spirit in us who motivates us and empowers our prayers, who activates our prayers. Guys, when you pray, you are engaging in the entire Trinity of God 
the full presence of God. You can't be more in the presence of God than when you are in prayer, than when you're seeking him in the name of Jesus by the power of the Spirit coming to the throne of the Father. Prayer is a beautiful gift of God where he is just inviting us into himself. And he's our Father. I love that Jesus, um, when he was doing his ministry on this earth, he really changed the way that the followers of God could relate to him. In the Old Testament, we see, I mean, every now and then we see them call God Father or describe God as Father, but not usually. Usually it was just Lord, which is great, or, you know, he's, he's the shepherd of the sheep, which is great, or he's just our creator, which is great. He is all those things. But man, Jesus comes in and he He's calling God Father, and then he teaches us to pray, and he says, you can address him as Father. Through faith in Jesus Christ, you are a son or a daughter of the Most High God. His child. It's an invitation into his presence. This is what prayer is. And listen, prayer is more than those four things. I think it's a good bit more, but at least those four things is, is what it is. Into the will of God, the wisdom of God, the work of God, the presence of God. A couple tips just before I wrap up. A couple tips in our prayer lives. I, I struggle with prayer sometimes. So I don't know if you guys do. Um, but some things that are helpful. One, like I said, prayer in scripture, y'all, brother and sister. You want to be a better prayer? Be in the word of God. It's going to help you pray. I promise you. You can pray through the scriptures. You can pray the Lord's prayer every day. You can pray the Ten Commandments. You can pray 1 Corinthians 13, all about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Does not envy. God, help me to be this way. You can pray Psalm 119 over and over about the Word of God and letting it fill up your life and letting it change you and letting it store it in your heart and letting it lead you throughout the day. Pray the Scriptures. Let Scripture guide you as you pray. If you're struggling with it, pray. Another spiritual discipline is silence and solitude. Just, just learning to be quiet learning to get away or get silent, having a place. We kind of talked about this last week. Just having a place and a time that you set aside. That's just you and the Father. You and the Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Spirit, just coming to Him, silence and solitude. Worship God while you pray. Don't just ask Him for things. Tell Him who He is. Pray praises to God. And we're going to do that here in just a second together, but cry out to God and rejoice in God as you pray. And the last thing is this. There's another spiritual discipline that just goes with prayer. It's fasting. Fasting. It's actually a, a, a constantly connected with prayer in the Bible. Fasting. We see it over and over again. Jesus even assumes that we will fast. Matthew 6, 16 and 17. He says, when you fast, this is how you should do it. And he talks about just not looking miserable and kind of just washing your face and looking, you know, not kind of walking around all, all terrible like you, you hate your life, but fast with the joy of the Lord because you know that as you fast and pray, man, you're taking an opportunity to, here's, here's what I call fasting. It's, it's addition by subtraction. You're taking something out of your life in order to add to your life what? The presence of God in prayer. So if you're fasting food, every time you just feel that hunger, man, you go to the Lord in prayer. If you're fasting the internet, every time you just get that craving and urge to just go and get on social media again, you just go to God in prayer, right? Whatever it is that you're taking out of your life, it's not about that thing that's leaving. It's about what's adding into your life. It's the presence of God. Um, 
Fasting is a great way. It's a great way to kind of help you in your prayers. And fast, as you fast and as you pray, do it with a purpose. For a deeper, sharper, more desperate prayer, for seeking after the will of God. Fasting in Scripture, it often comes in times of grief for people. When they're grieving, fasting is a great way just to lay that before the Lord. Repentance often attends fasting. Humility is sort of the point of fasting. It humbles us before the Lord. And we see fast in the, in the scriptures that are even personal and they're corporate. So here's, here's a challenge to us as a church. One, obviously, that we would be a church of prayer. Um, but another, another just simple challenge, maybe this week. Pick a day this week. I'm going to do this tomorrow, if you want to do this with me tomorrow. Pick a day this week where you want to fast. Just try this out. Um, traditionally, fasting is food. You give up all food or some food or whatever that may look like for you based on where you're at in your life. Just try it out to give something up in your life and to take an intentional time as you remove that thing, that whatever time you would have to do that thing, you replace it with prayer. And you give that to the Lord. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. If you wanna join me on Monday, just fasting to the Lord, okay? It's not about us. It's not about making a show of it. It's just about, man, I want to be in the presence of God. I want to know him better. Church, we must be a church that prays. I told y'all that Colossians 4 to be devoted to prayer. He's talking to the church. A praying church is a living church. A praying church is a faithful church. A praying church is a biblical church. And I would submit that a church that doesn't pray is not a church. It's not a church. That's a country club. You can go to those things. You might pray at the beginning, but you're not really devoting yourselves to prayer. As a church, we must be devoted to prayer. And so we're going to spend the rest of our, our time this morning. We've got 20 more minutes in here. We're going to pray. We're going to pray as a church. We're going to be devoted to prayer. So here's the first thing I want to do to just kind of start this time off. Um, like I said a minute ago, we, we've already prayed repentance as we took communion together. Um, but right now, let's pray praises to God. I want to give you an opportunity right where you're at and just to think of the ways in which you just want to rejoice in the Lord right now, who he is, what he's done. Just bow your heads with me and let's just take some time. You can pray it out loud if you want to pray it out loud. You can just pray it silently right where you're at. You can pray it with your spouse if they're in here with you, with your kids, with your family. If you want to pray together, just tell God how great he is. Let your prayers be praises to him right now. Go. Let's just pray. Just pray. Praise God for who he is.
Father, we just want to say thank you this morning. Thank you for being God. Thank you that we are not God. God, honestly, thank you. Thank you that you don't show us everything because we couldn't handle it. But thank you that you show us what we need to be shown. You let us see what we need to see. You let us know what we need to know. God, thank you that we have a, a place we can come in this morning and worship you freely. Thank you for a nation where we have that freedom. Thank you for the salvation you've given us in Jesus. The grace that you have shown us, the love, the ultimate love you have displayed on the cross of your son. Thank you for his resurrection from the dead. Thank you that he lives and reigns at your right hand forevermore. Thank you that he's coming back for us. And thank you that in the meantime, you have empowered us by your Holy Spirit. You live in us that we may know you and walk with you and worship you, God, that we can pray to you. And we know because your word tells us, Jesus tells us that you hear our prayers when we pray in the name of your son by the power of your spirit. So we just come to you this morning. We say thank you. We praise you, God. I praise you for the healings that have happened in this room. I praise you for the relationships you've restored in this room. I praise you for the loved ones that are sitting in this room together. I praise you for good marriages and restored marriages. God, I praise you for the salvations that have happened this past year that we've gotten to be witness to. God, we praise you that we are a family united in Christ Jesus under his name and for his glory. God, we just praise you today. God, if you don't do one more thing in our lives, if you don't bless us in one more way before we die, we will still praise you because you've given us everything. We have every spiritual blessing. Your word says in Christ already. We already have it. We praise you. Thank you, God, for Jesus. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. So now, um, we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep praying. Listen, let's be devoted to prayer. Let's pray continually for the rest of our time together, the next 14 minutes. Um, we're going to sing. We're going to worship Jesus through song, but we're going to worship Jesus through continued prayer. Um, if you're on the prayer team and you would like to come down, you can go ahead and come on down. I know Scott's going to come down. I'll hang out over here too. Listen. We want to give you an opportunity as a church to pray, to ask God for anything that you need. If you need healing in your life, please come down. Let us pray for you. We're going to ask God for it. He said to ask. You don't have because you don't ask. If you want salvation in your life or for a loved one, come ask. You don't have to ask us. We're asking God. You can get on your knees and just pray, or you can pray right there at your chair. But if you want somebody to pray with you, we would love to do that this morning. We just want to pray with you about anything that you may need any need that you may have, any provision that you're seeking from the Lord. It could be any number of things. Listen, you might just feel, feel led this morning. Sometimes it's, it's helpful just to get on your knees, just to be knelt down because what we do with our bodies affects our souls. It really does. God made us that way. So just posturing ourselves before him. So that's the invitation, guys. Again, prayer's an invitation and, and we just want to 
have an opportunity today as a church to love one another, to love you. We want to love you and uh, let you love us and love the Lord together. And let's just pray together. That's part of and what it means to be a church. Maybe, again, one of the biggest things about what it means to be a church, that we are a church that prays together. So the invitation is there. I'd love for you to come down if you need anything at all. Or just pray right there where you're at. Stand and sing also if you want to do that. Let's pray.